the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Once again, episode number 54 today, Monday, January the 4th, 2010. Yes, it is 2010. I wish all of you a happy new year. Welcome to the year 2010. So, the interesting question becomes, why do they constantly tell us that this is not the start of a new decade? Um, would that mean that 1980 wasn't the start of the 80s? You have to wait till 1981? Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I can understand, I guess, the people that say it are generally the more intelligent ones that say it. My question to them is, why is it not a new decade? I, I don't know, but uh, I'll get out of that comment now. Because <laughs> I just thought that's weird. I thought I'd bring that up to all of you out there. Maybe one of you could call in or message me or something at TelladinoLive.com or something. Just, ah, what the hell. But that's not what we're going to talk about today, of course. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings in general. A team, of course, that has a bye in the first round. That's right, they do have a bye in the first round. We can finally rest easily, at least for the time being, that the Minnesota Vikings do not have to start off with a wild card type of game. Yeah, they'd be a division champion, but they'd be playing in a wild card game. Oh, goody. You know, that all the more risk again. And then, of course, if you get to the second round, we'd have to go to Philadelphia. Do any of you out there really want to go to Philadelphia on the road in uh, January? Especially the way this team has been playing on the road of late. I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't. So now if the Philadelphia Eagles, they go all the way from a possible second seed to number six. Boy, does it suck to be an Eagles fan today, huh? <laughs> we know what that feels like here in Minnesota, folks. We know. So sympathy is not going to be on the plate for this show today. It's just not... Nobody got hurt, at least from what I know in that case. Um, and if they did, I apologize. Uh, Jackson, I guess, did a little bit. But, yeah, I keep talking about other teams here. But then again, hey, it's 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 playoff time, folks. It's playoff time. We're going to talk about the postseason. But first and foremost, we're going to – the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to take two calls from Anthony from L.A. That's right, two calls from Anthony from L.A. So I appreciate that very much. He called tw- twice, but – Hey, it's a heck of a lot better than zero, so I appreciate it very much. As I also even asked Anthony to call in again, and I'd like him to continue to call in. It just makes the show better. Um, and then, of course, we're going to talk about the Giants, the Vikings and Giants game. Not also in depth because it's a forty-four to seven game. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to kind of get into some tidbits here and there, talk about the game in general. Not going to really go highly in depth in it. We're going to get into the postseason talk i can't really review who the vikings are going to play because we don't know yet because we're automatically in the second round because the first hasn't been played yet but i'll kind of do a uh, overview of how i would discuss each situation 
without overdoing it too much, of course. And um, that's going to be the gist of the show today. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony from L.A. did talk about the uh, the Chicago Bears game, so that's why I'm going to start off with that first. And also yesterday, the reasoning for why the show wasn't up yet, yesterday afternoon, well, we had to wait for the Giants game to come to, or excuse me, the uh, Dallas Cowboys game, Dallas and Philadelphia game, to conclude first. And, of course, my uh, new schedule does not allow me to stay up too late. So I couldn't just uh, I, I couldn't just hop on here at 3:30 yesterday and, and and do a show and say, well, we're not sure if the Vikings have the bye yet. You know that wouldn't really that wouldn't really be a good Purple Mafia episode. And I don't think you guys would appreciate that all too much. It'd be kind of stupid. <laughs> so and of course you'd get the uh, the show probably well after the Cowboys won the football game. And yes, they did win the game 24 to zero, and we appreciate that from the Dallas Cowboys for the time being. Whereas well, a week from now we could be talking about the Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys in the Metrodome. Should the Cowboys win, being they are the third seed. They are the number one wild card team. They're the top division champion. you got Arizona with the fourth seed. They'll be playing the Green Bay Slackers and the okay Green Bay Packers. And the Dallas Cowboys will play the Philadelphia Eagles once again, who I, I mentioned again, went from the second seed possibility to number six. The only issue for with me, though, is the Vikings could have been number one. Oh, the Vikings could have had the number one seed, but no, they had to lose that damn Bears game. We all knew that the Red Hot, for whatever reason, surging Carolina Panthers, even though they're out of the playoffs the last three weeks, the surging Carolina Panthers would beat the New Orleans Saints. All the Vikings had to do was finish off the Bears somehow last week or not allow a 16-0 first half. Or who knows, another woulda, coulda, shoulda type of thing. But that that's football. I mean, football can really break your heart sometimes. And boy, oh boy, do we know what it's like. And so do so many other teams. Look at Philadelphia. So, granted, their season ain't over yet. <laughs> they were a sixth seed last year, and they almost went to the Super Bowl. All right, so I'll shut up and give Anthony from L.A. the floor for now. Hey, uh, Paladino, this is Anthony from L.A. Uh, calling about that Viking game, man. It's barely Wednesday. I still got that taste in my mouth. I can't take it. Uh, it, was, it would have been a beautiful win if they came out with that. But I, I just I don't understand how how he couldn't run, just take a step. One step to the right, he would have been out of bounds instead of letting go of that rock right there after he got that first down, Adrian Peterson. Uh, I think that the Vikings need to uh, get back to that aggressive play. Uh, I think that they are now a pass-first team, uh, you know, given that. I mean, he has awesome numbers with 17 touchdowns and all those yards, but it doesn't seem like it. It just doesn't seem like it. It seems that they they do so much better when Favre just lets go of that ball. Um, just like how you said, mentioned, uh, I feel your pain, like you mentioned in your last episode with the, all those with his fumbles, his fumbleitis he has, uh, you know, just he's got to get that work in there. Uh, hopefully, he fixes it up by the time playoffs come along. Uh, it sucks that we need help after starting off ten and one, and all of a sudden we need help now to get that second seed. Uh, anyways, uh, watch the games. Good luck. Go bikes. Hey, uh, this is Anthony from L.A. calling in for the Purple Mafia. Hey, uh, Joey, just want to give you a 
Thumbs up, man. Good show. I love it. Keep it up. A uh, couple quick points, though, for playoffs. Uh, I think that defensively, uh, against that Bears game, we were doing too many desperate blitzes because of our front four wasn't getting no pressure on Jay Cutler. They decided to blitz and leave players wide open. Antoine Winfield clearly, I mean, he's one of my favorite players playing, and he clearly looks like that foot maybe bothering him. He was just getting torched all night. And Medea Williams, I called last time I called, I was complaining about safety play. Terrible. How do you go in and get run over by Jay Cutler and not wrap up or, or anything like that? He's a terrible tackler. Um, I think that they do better just with their base defense, that cover two. Uh, rushing their four passers with Jared Allen and, and dropping back and shutting down the corners and, and coverage-wise and getting covered sacks. That's what they – that's what they get is their covered sacks. That's that's what they're good at. Um, offensively, they that's their game. They, they're a passing team now, so they got to get that ball and and launch it because it that will open up the holes. I, I believe running for AP. Uh, it's just the passing. They got to get that passing down. Uh, I'll hear your comments. All right. I thank you for those calls, Anthony. That was a very informative couple of calls there thank you for that very much it definitely contributes to the show in a big big way and keep them coming keep them coming i appreciate the thumbs up as well and i'll keep my shows coming thank you very much for that always a pleasure to do this show and to hear from you out there so uh well the first the first call yes i can um i can i i can see your point about this becoming a passing team and it it really kind of has changed to that over the course of the year. Uh, really early in the season, yeah, remember how it started out with Adrian Peterson kind of taking over in those games, uh, especially that Cleveland game way at the beginning. You know, Favre was, he didn't have much time to pass the ball because of the offensive line. It's like the pass rush stunk, but the run, excuse me, the pass co- uh, protection stunk, but the run co- uh, protection was excellent. And then it just, it, it did a flip-flop. You can kind of almost uh, blame that on the offensive line as well. Um, and then Favre just kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. Uh, it, uh, it's been a beautiful thing watching Brett Favre this year. It, it really has been unbelievable watching Brett Favre. Um, and you know what? You're, it's exactly, yeah, you said you're, you're thinking exactly the way I am and how, yeah, Peterson's numbers are amazing in terms of at, at least the touchdowns. You know, you got about 1,300-plus yards, but 18 touchdowns, that's outstanding. But also, yeah, you know, as, as, as you would probably agree with me, yeah, a lot of those 18 touchdowns were on very, very short yardage plays, those goal line scores. Not that there's anything wrong with that, especially if you own him in the fantasy team. That's fantastic. But it's just saying, yeah, he didn't really break loose much this year. In fact, the last couple of years, his ability to break loose has dropped uh, a little bit the last couple of years. So from his rookie year where he was pretty much just running – <laughs> running over and through everybody in his rookie year. Second year, he got more carries and he was healthier, got higher numbers, but the, he just didn't have the explosiveness for some odd reason. It just wasn't as much, and then this year even less. Uh, also, yeah, the carries are down because, of course, Tavares Jackson isn't throwing the ball to uh, Asante Samuel or somebody like that. It's uh, Or, uh, yeah, Gus Rott, for that matter, throwing, just throwing an interception to someone else. It's Brett Favre, who only threw seven interceptions this year. Yeah, he had a little. He had a swoon in the month of December. He did, but he still 
for total numbers, only seven interceptions for the year, four for the month. Luckily, the touchdowns exceeded the interceptions in the month, thank God, <laughs> because of that four-touchdown game yesterday. Just amazing. But, of course, we have to remind ourselves the New York Giants were completely destroyed. They were a completely uh, finished team. Unsure what Tom Coughlin's uh, job situation is at this point in time because, uh, you know, we, there's nothing new there, but the Redskins have fired their coach and the Buffalo Bills have fired their entire staff. Let the Mike Shanahan and John Gruden rumors begin there. Very interesting. Looks like Mike Shanahan is the top candidate, according to multiple sources. But also, let's get to that second call now. The second call, I for some reason, I think the second one may have been the earlier one. Um, so I apologize if you might be disappointed that I did them backwards. It seemed, I guess, it just it just seemed better this way, I suppose. But yeah, there are too many blitz, uh, too many desperate blisses. I definitely hear you there. Uh, it really cost the Vikings in a big way in that Chicago Bears game. I mean, Jay Cutler looked like Brett Favre with his four touchdowns and 300 plus yards. He just tore up the Vikings because his accuracy was off the charts, and um, Winfield got burned. Like, he just got burned. He, he got utterly incinerated, as I mentioned. Medea Williams, yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing, and I'm not sure what to think of him at this point in time. Remember last year, he, he came into the season, he was hurt the first four games, and then he looked pretty good. But it seems like he's, a, he's, a, he's more of a hitter than he is a coverage guy. He just hits people hard. And uh, we all remember Corey Fuller. Yeah, he hit people hard, but he wasn't the greatest coverage guy in the history of the planet. Though he was better than some of the guys that took over the cornerback positions later on in the uh, later in like two thousand, you know, ninety nine to two thousand three ish. Oh my God, was our secondary bad in those years? Um, yeah, I'm not happy with Medea Williams either. The cover two defense has definitely helped. Uh, definitely been a little bit better for the Vikings, believe it or not. They they give up some yardage up front, but they don't get burned long. I guess it's. It's crazy. It's almost like you got to pick your poison. But in the end, yeah, when you play the cover two, it seems like the defensive line just takes over in a big way. And if the defensive line plays the way it did earlier in the year in those particular games, ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota Vikings are your are your Super Bowl champions. Holy crap, Batman! Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little uh, little moment of uh, excitement right there, isn't it? Yeah. The, if the defensive line does step up to that level of elite caliber that they did earlier in the year, they will win the Super Bowl, folks. Yep. Despite the swoon, despite even the, despite the December swoon, and despite the injury to E.J. freaking Henderson. Yeah. Despite the fact he got injured as terribly as he did, and in fact we're not going to see him till God knows when. Yeah. It could be an unbelievable run all the way. Okay, this is going a little long here. I'm a little rambling a little too much. But, yeah, you, you get the idea. You get the idea right here. Um, very, very cool call-ins. Anthony from L.A., keep them coming, buddy. Keep them coming. Thank you for that. Just, just. Uh, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it because I can. Just promise me you won't take our team. <laughs> promise me you won't take our team because I'm sensing a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, the, <laughs> the whole L.A. thing and, and the Viking fan in L.A., uh-oh. <laughs> All right, you get the idea. I'll move on here. Because remember, uh, L.A. rumors have been going on for the last three years now. Getting a little scary. Getting a little scary indeed. So let's get to the actual game here. 
pretty uh, it was a pretty easy game. It was a pretty easy game. Sade Shango getting his 11th touchdown of the year. You got to like that. Uh, the Giants showed zero, and I mean zero, fight in this football game. They finally scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter with all their backups in and all of our backups in. Um, I thought that the starters were left in the game just a little too long. I mean, I would have pulled them after the after the half, quite frankly, or maybe really early in the third quarter. It was 31-0 to zero at the end of the half. Red Favre had already thrown a second touchdown pass to Sidney Rice. It was just like, it got so easy in that second quarter. It was unbelievable. The Vikings scored 24 points in the second quarter. Just sick. Absolutely sick. They got the field goal from Longwell. Peterson with an 18th touchdown. Two touchdown passes to Sidney Rice, who I'm going to say this right now. Sidney Rice is going to the Pro Bowl. Eight touchdown, 1,300-yard season. Brett Favre also with a Pro Bowl. How about this numbers? How about these numbers, folks? 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and just, mm, I mean, that that's Brett Favre, folks. Remember, some of you out there might remember the Star Tribune article on the front page of you know, the sports section. It was all artsy and creative about two possible scenarios. Brett the bust, Brett the hero. It's looking closer and closer and closer to the old, to the Brett the hero one. And uh, regardless what happens in the postseason, I do think the Vikings, at minimum, are going to the NFC Championship game. The Vikings will not lose a football game in the Metrodome this year. Knock on wood, making it nice and loud so you can hear it. The Vikings will not lose a football game in the Metrodome this year. Okay? Please <laughs> make it so, guys. That's all i got to say. Make it so. And um, I don't think they're going to lose a game in the Metrodome. If somehow, some way, another team uh, other than the New Orleans Saints winds up in the NFC Championship game on the other side, yeah, the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl because of the home game thing. But I also... Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute, though. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah, I've got a good feeling. Let's just say I've got a pretty good feeling because of the way things have, have changed a little bit. And it's not because the Vikings scored 44 points against the Giants. But it is because the Vikings' offense started to improve dramatically. They started changing their approach. They started playing the way they were earlier in the you know, season before this December swoon took over. When they were playing with a swagger and a confidence and a let's beat these sons of bitches, forgive my French, but I said it, I said it, and uh, it's out there, and I'm not going to erase it because I don't want to. Let's do it, and and <laughs> let's let let's get this thing done. Let's let let's get it done. I mean, th- this offense plays th- the way they've played for the last six quarters. Anything can happen, folks. Anything can happen. It's as good a football team as there is in the NFL. Um, and I, I'm seeing some things out of some of the other quote-unquote elite teams in the NFL. That's uh, slightly encouraging, folks. Slightly encouraging to me. It really is, especially the one over here in the NFC. Going to get into that in a second as well. <laughs> I'm getting real excited to talk playoffs, folks. Um, but, no, it's like I'm trying to tell you this offense really looks good. It really does. And I'm also liking what I'm seeing with how Brett Favre has, has really made DeVaris Jackson a more confident quarterback and possibly more competent as the years come here in, in the future. DeVaris Jackson just, you know, he's going to, I think the Vikings are going to give him another shot to be the starter. 
when Brett Favre is gone. I do think that the Vikings do give Tavares Jackson at least another shot. They keep him around long enough to, at bare minimum, be a backup as the years is the next year or two, depending if Brett Favre does indeed exercise the option for <laughs> that second season, that $14 million deal next year. Should the Vikings go on and, and win the Super Bowl? Oh, my God, would that be the most beautiful thing in the world? I wouldn't blame Brett Favre if he hung it up, and I wouldn't be all too surprised if he hung it up. I mean, can you finish your career on a more positive note than that? Playing just playing career numbers, career quarterback rating, career pass efficiency, and uh, completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And, he, yes, he did play all 16 games again. Again, he did it again, and he did it this time. Most of the year, he was already 40 years old by the time the, uh, yeah. It's just, it's been an unbelievable season for Brett Favre. And, uh, God, I wish he was, I'm going to say it one more time. I wish he was about 26, 27. Man, I wish he was. But he's, his efficiency looks like he's about that, right? About a young, you know, a fairly younger quarterback and is still in his prime. He looked like he was in his prime most of the year, just awesome and he overcame that blankety blank December swoon he did it he overcame the December swoon and it wasn't just in the dome against Cincinnati where it was a lot of underneath passes trying to be careful but it was also against the Chicago Bears on the road you can say what you want about the Chicago Bears defense and um, how depleted they are but they looked awfully good in the first half didn't they Uh (laughs) uh-huh because it just seemed like every defense was having a their season's best game against us. Every mediocre defense. Carolina wasn't mediocre, but they were having a, a disappointing season. Duh. A very disappointing season. Very, very frustrating. So, you get the idea. But you know, <laughs> you know it's a good day for the Minnesota Vikings when Nafahu Tahi is receiving a touchdown pass from Brett Favre. And Nafahu Tahi also runs for a first down on a fourth and one. Nafahu Tahi got a first down on a fourth and one. Yes, it was two inches. And yes, Nafahuta, he's a very large player. <laughs> he's a very large guy. He's a fullback. I mean, they're always big. But still, <laughs> Nafahuta isn't the kind of guy you really, you know, you don't really expect him to be any type of yardage guy. And, and he wasn't necessarily, but he did it. He did it. He got it done. He wasn't just blocking. He did a nice job making a couple of big plays for the Vikings. Of course, Nafahu Tahi's, uh, the touchdown to Nafahu Tahi, if I ever can say his name without my tongue twisting, literally, was, uh, it, it almost kind of, <laughs> it almost felt like the Vikings were running up the score at that point, having Favre and Peterson still in the game with only six minutes left in the third quarter. It's like, oh, just stop, you know. But, hey, at the same time, what was the score when Nafahu Tahi caught the ball? What was the score? 41-0. to zero. Remember that score, folks? Remember that score against these New York Giants nine years ago? Yeah, it felt pretty good being on the other end of one of those in our house because no one comes into our house and pushes us around. Remember that quote that you hear sometimes at games? Well, they're not going to this year, I don't think. And um, that felt pretty good. That felt pretty damn good. It, it really did to see that, actually. I know it's totally different teams other than Jim Kleinsasser. He's the only one left from that era. At least I'm pretty sure. Yes, he is. Uh, you gotta like that. It's still, it, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, so be it. That's just, 
it's about time we got on the other end of that with the New York Giants, and to see the exact score for an extended period of time was pretty cool. Yeah, 44 to seven. That's I mean, what more can you say? 44 to seven. It was just an outpouring of offense, and uh, you hope and pray that they didn't burn out all their quote unquote magic in this game. I don't think they did, though. I don't think they did. But, uh, you know, you just hope and pray they didn't. Chester Taylor also in this game did have a 11-yard reception, 10-yard reception for first down. It was a beauty on a third. Yeah, it was third and 11, I believe, third and 10. Um, yes, it was 10. <laughs> and it was a beauty. It was a beauty. He just broke loose and did what he does best. Uh, Got to love that. you got to appreciate that. And also seeing Albert Young. Albert Young getting extended time. That was really nice to see you resting your, your star running backs as you need to. And Albert Young looked pretty good in his little time. Ten rush, ten, ten rushes, 40-yard game. He had a 10-yard run on the very first uh, attempt he had. Just took, a, just took off. It was a beautiful thing to see. Nice to see Albert Young getting some touches in that game. And, uh, yeah, he looks like a nice backup running back. He really does, and uh, I'm glad to have him here. Ray Edwards got a sack in the game along with Brian Robinson and Jared Allen. Jared Allen finishing the regular season with 14 and a half sacks. Fantastic. Not nearly as high, though, as some of us may have expected back earlier in the year after he had those insane games against the Green Bay Packers. But, hey, still a great year nonetheless, even though a lot of it were in spurts, unfortunately. Didn't look so good in the Chicago Bears game, and he didn't look good in other games either, as you may have heard from our buddy Farzine Vesugian of the Chiefs End Zone Show, who unfortunately, and I mean unfortunately, is leaving the sportstuff.com. And uh, Farzine, if you're listening, buddy, thank you so much for being the guy that brought me to the sportstuff.com, showed me to Dylan, showed him what I can do, and here I am now. So, but um, back to the uh, actual game here. Ray Edwards, though, yeah, he didn't get it. He didn't get double-digit sacks this year, but he came awfully close with eight and a half. Uh, Ray Edwards had, I, I think, I really think Ray Edwards had a wonderful, wonderful season, and he deserves a lot of credit this year, a lot more than he'll probably get, because quite frankly, over the course of the year, long term, I think he outplayed Kevin Williams this year, folks. I think he did. I think Ray Edwards was more visible this year than Kevin Williams, and um, the numbers sure the heck show it, but I think the actions did as well. This, this guy just, he was wonderful. He stopped the run. He got sacks. He disrupted uh, play. Kevin Williams is pretty invisible in the second half of the year. And unfortunately, Kevin Williams is the guy going to the Pro Bowl and not Ray Edwards. But sometimes it's just name recognition, and that's how it goes. Bryant McKinney, for some odd reason, is going to the Pro Bowl. He's a good player and everything, but he really, this guy, sometimes he, he really needs some work. He really does. I'm not sure what to think of uh Bryant McKinney at times, but he's going to the Pro Bowl regardless. Heath Farwell is finally going to the Pro Bowl, well-deserved. Uh, Steve Hutchinson always goes to the Pro Bowl and always deserves to go. And, of course, as I mentioned, Sidney Rice going to the Pro Bowl only his third year. He's, what, 24 years old, and, boy, does that guy have a nice future in this league. And You hope he can continue to play at or near the level he's playing this year. And f- last and certainly not least, your 2009, since it's you know it's 2010 now, but yeah, it's, it's a 2009 season. Your two, your 2009 Minnesota Vikings most valuable player, Brett Favre, is going to the Pro Bowl. 
Yep, I, I'm considering him the MVP. And, of course, well, the other guy that other people would consider MVP, I didn't mention because he's so automatic. Adrian Peterson's going to his third Pro Bowl in his third season. <laughs> nice career, Adrian. Three three years, three Pro Bowls. Off to a pretty good career here, Adrian. But, yeah, I mean, he's just got to continue to protect the ball. And uh, the announcers were talking about he he's just, the way he's protecting the ball now, the way he has his hands guarding that ball, is an improvement. So here we go. Let's just hope and pray he can continue that and uh, not get a single fumble here in the postseason. So that's the way things are headed. With that, that will conclude the actual game review and a lot of my little, uh, you could call it kind of purple bow on the regular season. I'm going to conclude it there. So we're going to take a really quick little break, and we are going to get into some playoff talk right after this. back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 54, which is a reminder for iPod, MP3 player users along with Microsoft Zoom and others, thank you always for joining this show, great to have you on board as always, which is of course available on iTunes and thesportstuff.com. I didn't even mention thesportstuff.com earlier in the show because I got distracted because I started talking about playoff football, but yeah, thesportstuff.com, I'll get into that also at the end because we'd like you to become a member on that website. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, ah, ladies and gentlemen, start the fire in the fireplace, get the footrests ready, get your number one sponges or whatever the heck you do when it comes to uh, watching football games, get your peanuts, get your beer, your pop, whatever you get. It's playoff time. It's playoff time, ladies and gentlemen. Wild card football this coming Sunday. Oh, yeah. Wildcard football this coming Sunday, and then division playoffs the following week. It is going to be a blast, and I am just so thrilled to be a part of it. Sunday the 17th, it's going to be a lot of fun. In the Mall of America field, Metrodome, whatever the heck you want to call it, just call it what it is, the Triple H, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Will we have any dome magic for the Vikings instead of just the Twins all the time, will there finally be some dome magic for the Vikings? Yes, let's 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 get that done. Let's get back to the Super Bowl. The Vikings have not been to the Super Bowl since 1976, and well, this is by far the closest or the best opportunity the Vikings have had since, at very minimum, the 2000 season, if not 98. And ladies and gentlemen, if you think this team isn't better than the, than the 2000 Vikings, you're confused. They are better than the 2000 Vikings. Are they uh, better than the 98 Vikings? Well, they're not as exciting as the 98 Vikings, but I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they're more complete than the 98 Vikings because anytime a rock'em, sock'em, rough-and-tough type of team played against that defense back in 98, you held your breath. You got a little worried, man. You got a little worried, especially when you knew those... <laughs> oh, boy, I almost said some really harsh swear words right there those those uh those dirty birds the Atlanta Falcons came in I mean you knew that it wasn't going to be an easy game you knew that it was going to be very frightening indeed with them coming into the dome ladies and gentlemen this year there is no Atlanta Falcon type of dirty bird team 
in my opinion. I really don't think there is that type of team. There's no 14-2 and two or whatever team come that would be coming in the dome and uh, possibly throwing us to the uh, throwing us to the curb. Now, of course, the road to the Super Bowl does not go through the Metrodome unless the New Orleans Saints lose in an upset in the division round. But, folks, that could happen. It easily could happen. Boy, the New Orleans Saints have played the last couple weeks here. They have not been the same football team the last two weeks. And really, three out of the last four, they've not been the same football team, the New Orleans Saints. But I'll get to that in a second. I continue to do that. But um, I'll do a quick little walkthrough of the wild card round. Uh, Cincinnati and New York Jets open the season. It's, it's always a game that are two teams, and you're not really sure how far they're going to get in the past. You're really not sure. You know, one will get to the second round, of course, obviously, but I think their season's over one way or another. And then something made happen. Cincinnati and New York. I'm going to pick Cincinnati. Uh, I think they're due for a playoff victory. New York's had more playoff success the last 20 years in Cincinnati. And, of course, I'm saying 20 years because neither one of them have been to the playoffs all that much. New York had some success back when uh, Bill Parcells was coached back around 98 era. Cincinnati finally getting back to the playoffs again. Now, they were then 05, but they only get six for Steelers because the Steelers were on the verge of a Super Bowl championship that year. Little did us know at the point in time that year would be that successful. But uh, I think Cincinnati finally, finally wins a playoff game for the first time since, what, 88? It's been a long time for Cincinnati back. I think it is 88, actually. Yeah, 88, back when they were a Super Bowl team and they got beat by the drive. The drive. So then the next uh, Saturday game, of course, all these are on NBC or CBS or Fox. They're, you know, you got to you have a television, these games will be available. No cable, obviously. No uh, NFL take necessary. No blackouts either. Duh. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia and Dallas to rematch. As do Green and Arizona. That's extremely interesting because when the teams play I mean, a week ago and then they face in the playoffs, it can get really interesting. And, and, and it can be the exact opposite effect. Uh, Tony Rome, ladies and gentlemen, had little to no success postseason. But he did look awfully good in a playoff type of game yesterday against these Philadelphia Eagles. I think Philadelphia edges the Dallas Cowboys on the road, which could make things awfully interesting indeed, because then the Philadelphia Eagles would play the New Orleans Saints if that were to take place. Obviously, the lower seed goes to the number one seed in the second round. Whatever the lowest available seed is goes to the second round. Or when the lowest available seed that advances, that is. Um, so now we'll switch to Sunday, Baltimore and New England. Baltimore and New England. What a cool little matchup that is. That's pretty cool. Um, the Patriots did not finish the season very well. They really didn't. Not impressive, man. Not impressive at all. But I do have a good feeling about them Patriots. They are the number three seed, believe it or not, despite the fact they finished the season kind of weak. They kind of did. I think that they're going to get that this one done. And then it's extremely interesting. New England would go to uh, Diego if they were to win because they'd be the high seed. They'd go. The higher you go, number two seed, of course, the higher of the, the wild card, whatever. You, you know what I mean. I think the Patriots edge out that one over the Baltimore Ravens. I really liked the Ravens going into the season last year, and I had going all the way to the AFC Championship game, and by gum, I was right. But that was the only team I was right about in that final four. <laughs> it was fun. They had a good feeling about the Colts, the Chargers, the uh, Giants, and the current Panthers last year. Yeah, the only team that made it was the wild, crazy underdog. That had going, winning multiple road games. I think Baltimore's going to do a road this time. 
They had an awesome start to the season, but they have tanked in a big way. Uh, just not the same team. I think they lose in, in New England. In New England, so quench. I think that New England it's with Sam Adams, they advance. I think they do. So now we close with Green Bay at St. Louis. Green Bay at St. Louis. The Packers won yesterday. That accomplished absolutely nothing, unfortunately, for, for both teams. <laughs> Packers still the seed. Actually, I guess it did put them over Philadelphia Eagles. What am I saying? You get the idea. I think Packers have uh, actually, believe it or not, might have a better chance to beat the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Believe it or not, I, they would have a better chance to beat the Cowboys because I don't trust Tony Romo in a playoff game. I just don't. Until he proves wrong, I'm not going to trust him in a playoff game, even in the first round. Can't do it. So, Green Bay Packers go against playoffs. Did a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl test Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, there's something about these Cardinals when they play at home, folks. They are pretty dangerous when they play at home. They obviously have a very good coach. Their defense plays a lot better when they're at home, just like the Soda Vikings. Kurt Warner is a passing machine. He's got a really in Brett Favre, even though he's from about the same generation as Favre. Uh, I'm the Cardinals at the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals edge the Green Bay Packers. Believe it or not. Uh, I could be wrong, but you never know. You never know what happened. Uh, I, I, I'd be a little worried if Packers were to come into the Dome. I think it would be the scariest, believe it or not, coming into the Met Dome in the original playoff round or maybe the NFC Championship game. That'd be insane. Brett Favre against the Packers in an NFC Championship game? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was scared of the Packers because of the way there's <laughs> they just carved us up two two games in a row. They didn't carve us up and not beat us. But you get the idea. <laughs> the Cubs might temporarily carve up until our, until our defense finally takes over and gets it done. With that cover two approach instead of the blitzing. The blitz needs to stop because it's not active. And especially if it's a team like Arizona or even Carolina, for Cripe's sake, <laughs> or Chicago. Um, you, you don't mess around with that. Bay, you have, you have to do cover two even though Carvey up for 350 yards wasn't enough, luckily. Um, so right now, yeah, Arizona, New England, Philadelphia. And Cincinnati advancing in the first round. After that, well, I'm going to leave it alone until the week's on. Now get to the actual analysis that I've that you've been waiting for. Well, maybe you've been waiting for, but I've been waiting for anyway. When it comes to the Minnesota Vikings and their and their chances this postseason, because despite the fact they swooned and I was pretty upset with the way they were playing, the second half of that Bears game, it it changed something. I mean, it didn't change everything. You know, you, they still have to go out and play the game, obviously, for one. And secondly, they have to, uh, <laughs> they have to be consistent. They have to come with that same swagger. Their defense needs to, needs to get healthy. Antoine Winfield, especially. And, um, <laughs> they just need to play the game the way, <laughs> They need to play, plain and simple, they need to play with that same swagger that they finally re- regained again, that they lost in most of December. Uh, they just need to come out with that, and uh, they, we, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but, now to get to the analysis, I do think the Vikings do not lose a game in the Metrodome, as I mentioned. But also, folks, if there's any team the Minnesota Vikings could beat on the road in a playoff game, out of, right now, it's New Orleans Saints. By God, yes, I just said it's the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings have had pretty good history in that building. They had that same dramatic game last year when the two teams were fairly similar. They were very similar last year. Both of them had great, uh, uh, well, no, we didn't have great offense at the time, but we had a talent offense, a Peterson and such. 
It was a very high-scoring, crazy game. The Vikings were able to overcome horrible special team coverage. Horrible special teams coverage with Reggie Bush and ba- bad uh, decision-making on uh, the part of Chris Louie. They survived that crazy game with Breeze, who, who passed for 500 yards in a game. They somehow survived that at the time. And they also uh, survived those, uh, you know, the two touchdowns. So that's 13 X points that probably shouldn't have been aboard. Especially the coverage was decent. I think Vikings can beat the Saints because the Saints have absolutely taken a step back the past four weeks or so. They're, they're not really that same team that's going out there and kicks out his butt. And uh, you know what? They do remind me of the 98 Vikings in terms of they just outscored everybody. Didn't stop people. They outscored them. Yes. Those interceptions by Darren Sharper and all that good stuff. Yeah, there were a lot of interceptions by Jimmy Chuck on the 90 Vikings as well. Remember that? Do you remember that, folks? Where was Jimmy Chuck in the Vulcan game? What is the, uh, the silence at that? Yeah, I mean, it, it just... I have a I have a feeling we're the Falcons to the New Orleans. We're that Falcons. We have the tougher defense. And uh, Cunningham, well, whatever. He's been a playoff choke in his career. Breeze, he's not been a playoff choke, but he didn't beat the Bears when they came out at tough defense back in 06. Uh, but the Saints historically have been a playoff choke, and we know the Vikings have as well. I'm telling you, if there's one team the Vikings can be on the road in postseason this year, is the New Orleans Saints. That's the only team we had to deal with on the road for the Super Bowl. Because everybody's on the Super Bowl unless the Dolphins ate it somehow. But no, they didn't. Uh, I think it can happen, folks. I think it can happen. I'm not going to pick it to happen, and I'm not going to pick against it. I don't want to be an overly homer, homeristic up to the game. I also don't want to be saying, oh, he picked against the Vikings. Oh, what a jerk. What an anti What an anti-Viking. How could he host this show? He's just an insult to the Minnesota. No, I'm not going to be either one. And it's not just because I want to avoid all that. And yeah, I do. But also, hey, it tugs my heart how much. Folks, if you knew just how much I want to win the Super Bowl this year. And when you see the, the possibility right in your face, you, like, you just you want to grab it, folks. You just want to grab it so bad. But at the same time, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to get too excited about something. That, hey, it's football. Anything can happen. So... <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if there are any ladies listening away, but you get the idea, uh, if there are, please call in and uh, shout to me. We know you're up, but uh, of course, I'll give the gun line a second here. We're about to include pretty soon, but um, I'm telling you folks, there is an opportunity in front of us, and it's a legitimate opportunity. We're not going to Philadelphia, we're not going to New York City, we're not going to Dallas, Texas, Arizona, or even Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is very interesting. If any team, if there was any we had to play the road in this postseason, New York, uh, New York Saints. <laughs> New Orleans, not New York, New Orleans Saints. And, folks, the Vikings can win, New Orleans can. That doesn't mean they will, but they absolutely, absolutely can win that game. And when you have a test inconsistent like that, Brett Favre and Peterson can carve up, especially Favre. Anthony for me will tell you, and other people out there that are knowledgeable about football, which Anthony absolutely is. Listen, no, I'm guy knows what he's talking about, and that's why... I encourage him to continue to call in the post in and beyond. Um, man, <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am. But at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, never get too high or too low. You just can't do it. Even though I'm such an emotional person, sometimes I can get too high. You just got to be careful. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's just, uh, you saw up into the state of Chargers, best team in the world, 
eat before they even moved, and you know they didn't even they had the first round by and didn't even get a conference game. Ah, total BS. You saw that happen to the Colts last year. Well, not the Colts. It was uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Tennessee Titans by a no faith actually. Old quarterback media a team that overplayed. Their, uh, they they overachieved all year. But enough of that. I've pretty much overstated my opinion going into the postseason. I also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to throw this out there really quick before I go, because I can. I'll get deeper and deeper into playoff analogy as we see these games carry out and we get into the divisional playoff matchups. I was all the way on the Indianapolis Colts bandwagon, not in terms of that I like them, because I hate the Indianapolis Colts. I actually hate them. I'm not a Peyton Manning fan, despite... I mean, I'm a fan of his game, but not his... Eh, I don't know. Just seems like an arrogant prick. <laughs> Just like anybody else out there, though. I'm sure plenty of other players are as well. Um, and I'm tired of the Colts. They already got their championship. You know, we're happy for them. I'd rather see someone else win. But I don't think the Indianapolis Colts are going to win... or are going to go to the Super Bowl. I was picking them to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I meant by bandwagon, so to speak. I thought almost for sure they're going to the uh, they're going to win the AFC championship. I'm leaning towards the San Diego Chargers now, folks. I wouldn't be surprised. Now again, I'm not picking this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings and Chargers met in Miami for the de- for the game of destiny. Two teams that have never won a championship. Two teams that have so much talent on offense and defense, passing, running, and overall. Two teams that have been, two fan bases that have been through a lot over the years, especially us here in Minnesota. One of those two will finally hoist the Lombardi Trophy in the first week of February. That That is my possibility. I mean, that that's where I'm kind of leaning, folks. That That's my hunch right now. That's my hunch. So, not an official pick. So, I'm going to conclude the show in a second here. Please call into the phone lines again. Out there, Anthony and others out there, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877 would be great to have you on board. Once again, all of you out there, please do call in. Also, don't forget to sign up for the message boards on thesportsstuff.com, where you don't just watch sports, you get involved. Click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that, you'll become a member Click on the register button, of course, and we will talk Minnesota Vikings football on the message boards in the Minnesota Vikings section or the Purple Mafia section in the podcast uh, section. They'll say that word about a hundred times. Section, 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 section. Okay? <laughs> you get the idea. Get on the boards and join in the discussion. It'll only make things more enjoyable. The more, the merrier. The more heads, the more IQ. Yeah, you get the idea. So, yeah, Anthony from L.A., if you haven't signed up for the message boards, please do. And when you do, give me a shout-out. I'm Paladino Live on there. That's my name on there. Uh, Would be great to hear from you and many others out there that are out there and listening right now. So, kick back, enjoy the the first round, and then we'll get ready to talk Minnesota Vikings football. We will have a preview for the coming divisional playoff game. And, by the way, as I was about to forget to mention... There will be an NFL East to West show on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes that I will be attending. We will talk extensive playoff football. Do enjoy. So until then, take care, everybody, and <laughs> go Vikings.